We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Your love of your RV drove you to the Grand Canyon. And your love of the Grand Canyon drove you to the gift shop, where you overdid it just a little. Guess who's getting an I Heart the Grand Canyon t-shirt for their birthday? Everyone. For their next six birthdays. Luckily, your love of your RV also drove you to protect it with Progressive RV Insurance. While wearing your new favorite shirt. Visit Progressive.com to cover the things you love. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Anyone need a shirt? This is this is this is this is this is this is Heat Heat Beat 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 With Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm Coach Giancarlo Nava. I'm with me today. He's not producer or co-founder of Brian Goins. He has not been here. I think Brian hasn't been here like half the season. He's busy working and having a job and being responsible. So instead of our okay. Trusty co-founder, we have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo, who I believe just spoke in the middle of me talking. I did not. Oh, it was not you. Okay, so you're off to a good start. We have That was our... actually me. Okay, that's our statistician, Christian Hernandez. What did you want to say when you chimed in? I just, I didn't know Brian wasn't here. Yeah, Brian's not here. Oh, man, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. Brian's low-key fired. AKA bad. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <he> had... <laughs> It'll be good because Brian is Brian just messes up, so we'll be a lot neater and clean. We don't have any bad sound effects, and we gonna, have what? I was just saying I'm gonna feel bad if it's a good show. It they've been good shows without Brian. It's gonna be bad for his vo, vo, the value over replacement, you know. <laughs> his box plus minus. And finally, we have our Photoshopper slash anime expert, Mr. Brass Jazz. How are you, sir? Tyke better. Tyke is indeed better. Gentlemen, last night, Miami beat the Suns. The Suns are pretty bad. Um, couple things, a couple things of note in that game. Uh, I guess we could start with Justice. And I thought that when that, game, when that game started, I thought Twitter was going to be this insufferable hellhole because of this, like, fan, like, I'm on one side, like, the Devin Booker lifers versus the Justice better people. That's probably... Maybe with the Laker game, the best offensive game Justice has played. I feel like we say that every time he scores more than 10. No, but it was just like the... (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. Hold on. He hit two two threes in the first half and everybody went crazy. Two threes? Listen, if his three to air ball ratio is two to one, I think we're good. Oh, my God. I'll take that. I felt so bad. Dude, when he shot that little air ball jump shot in the paint, and I felt so bad for him because I was like, oh, God, everyone's just going to make fun of him. It keeps him humble. <laughs> it keeps him humble. The entire floor game was there for Justice. The assists, the secondary assists. I like how they kind of, like, used him kind of like Draymond-ish, E, like, like off the pick and roll, like, as a secondary assist man. Like, they catch him on the roll, and he could pass out of it. I saw that a couple times. I really liked that. They let him handle some more. 
Um, Justice at the four, man. I think Nakai has called in at the beginning of the season. Like, he's been awesome there. I just really enjoyed a lot more, really the last two games, because in Golden State 2, you could see that he was getting more of a chance to really operate with the basketball. But the thing that really just bothered me, and it's something that Nakayas pointed out, and I started noticing more and more, is the amount of times they would just stick Justice in the opposite corner of where the action was happening. And you would literally have all the other four players on the court all involved in the offensive flow and Justice just standing in the corner. And that bothered me. Completely they, counterintuitive. Exactly. And I haven't seen that nearly as much in the last couple of games, which gives me a lot of optimism moving forward as long as they can make sure to keep getting him those looks that he needs. So last night was the debut of the Goran, Dion, J. Rich, Justice, Hassan starting lineup. Uh, the numbers on that, they played 17 minutes, had an offensive rating of 111.9, a defensive rating of 88.8. 60.8 true shooting percentage, and they're playing at a pace at 111. Obviously, that's going to go down a bit, but that was promising in the incredibly small sample that we saw them. Uh, they that, That's been the best lineup, I think, just visually. Again, and also, it's Phoenix. They're bad. They're bad defensively. Like That's not – you know what I mean? So it's hard to kind of gauge when you're playing a team that's you know trying to be the worst in the league. I think the bigger takeaway from what you said, though, was the defensive rating. I mean, a mid-80s defensive rating in a game like last night where it was high-scoring, fast-paced, a lot of transition opportunities. I mean, that's that's playing some really good basketball over how many? What was it, 15 minutes or so? 17. The thing 17, I love I mean, is, like, that's such a good rebounding lineup because Justice gets at it, right? And Hassan Hassan's obviously a great rebounder, but Justice putting Justice in a position to rebound is great because he gets to bring the ball up when he rebounds. So, like, he can rebound and push. And when you have – there were a couple times on fast breaks that Justice is running the fast break and Goran speeds by, and boom, Goran for a layup. Hassan running the floor. You know, you got guys that are athletic on this team that if Justice gets a rebound, he can push, and he has all sorts of options, especially because how good a passer he is. Um, I think this lineup, if it keeps working well – can uh, really turn things around. I feel like it opens up a lot when they're actually hitting their open threes. And I'm not even talking about when they go on fire and they, and they hit these unsustainable uh, threes. Like, it's kind of been up and down this whole time. I feel like if that lineup can stay consistent, it opens up a lot because not only do they run faster um, with the starting lineup, which is it's shown to be that's, the, that's when they're at their best. Not only does do they run a faster pace, it also opens up the second lineup off the bench because Justice isn't in the way uh, kind of bogging up the offense when it, in the way that they use him off the, they were using him off the bench and that bench lineup has been kind of devastating those past couple games the one with I think it's uh, KO at the five uh, Jay Rich at the four TJ Ellington that those lineups have been pretty killer I know and that it's Chris great when you have great lineup uh, basically for the whole first half well the, the problem has been that the kind of the second half specifically the third quarter third quarter so if you well actually i uh i took the time to look this up today it's actually the heat are the best team in the nba right now in the first quarter with like a with the first quarter with like a plus 20 net rating every other quarter they're in the red and the third quarter they're the worst in the league at like minus 22 net rating so it's yeah it's they're getting off to Great starts, and then it just all the hell is happening. It, it might be the only one the past that, couple games. It might the only yeah, true. It has, but it, it might the only one that feels you would almost rather go into the second half trailing than with a giant lead. Oh god, I'm so shook whenever yeah. they have a lead. I am like, Honestly, I, I see I, a I 17 yeah, point lead. It. Yeah, I'm like, it's over. It's gone. We're done. So I mean, at, at, at the very least, it's zero zero at that point. I mean, the lead means nothing. <laughs> um, you know, I, Christian, do you have the number? I'm sorry. No, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go. All right. Chris, do you have the numbers or have you seen numbers on um, kind of their defensive numbers in the third quarter? Because I feel like it's it's got a lot to do with that. I feel like they always create easy layups when they're playing good defense and easy points that they're not getting because it seems like they're slouching when they got a big lead coming into the second half. Well, my right. really I mean, corrected. I, I would imagine that they're probably giving up somewhere around 120 points per 100 possessions in the third quarter. Which I mean, They're a whole different team. 
exactly. Um, and it's it's hard to really pick up what it is. I mean, it's again, it's still a very small sample. We're only 11 games in. It could just be some lucky shooting from the other teams in the third quarter. Um, but there is a noticeable drop in their energy. I mean, the first half, they're really getting after it. And one of the things that you do have to possibly account for, it's, it's early in the season. These A lot of these guys aren't in game shape. Supposed to be using a lot of different lineups, so it's it's a lot of people getting used to playing together. I think I saw that the most used five-man lineup for for the Heat this year only has like 43 minutes, which is actually very low compared to a lot of the other teams out in the league. So he's supposed trying new things. There's going to be some hiccups along the way. Um, I don't even think they've had the whole team healthy this entire time, and I'm talking about like everybody all at once. Which isn't a big deal because they they're they're pretty deep, and and they're gonna run the same game plan. But I feel like they haven't been healthy all together, and with all the different lineups that they're trying, they've had like three different starting lineups already. It's kind of I think six, I feel like we're seeing right? a lot of noise. Six starting lineups. Yeah. Six. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Oh yeah, I forgot because of because of because of Magruder, because of Justice, Ko, JJ, God. Right. Yeah. And I mean, De- and Dion's not right. Mm-mm. Oh don't. Like he, yesterday, oh. I mean. Oof. That, that was rough at times. And he keeps coming through in the fourth quarter, and it's pretty crazy. I'm amazed. <laughs> he keeps coming through with these huge, unbelievable shots. He after makes pretty, he get, he After gets being to the lethargic rim. the whole game. He gets to the rim, and he makes these incredible finish, like Kyrie Irving-like finishes. That I'm like, where the hell has this been? The entire game, man. He's like taking bad shot after bad shot, just doing dumb decision after dumb decision. Um, I think that's what makes Dion so frustrating, though. He makes you, you people say he's bad because he makes a lot of dumb decisions, but what makes him good is something entirely frustrating in itself: is that he takes bad shots but hits them. So it's like you don't want him taking those shots, but but again and again he keeps hitting them. Those long mid range shots, those. Just, you know, he dribbles it six times and then takes a step-back three-pointer. You know, those kind of shots. It's more the stuff at the rim that he, like, attempts. I'm like, no, there's no way. Like, he's going in, like, in between two bigs, and he's finishing these layups that I'm just like, no, 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 pass out, pass out. The help came, the help came. And he's hitting that. I'm like, Jesus. But he's, like, bad for the three quarters. He also doesn't look like he's in as good as good a shape as he was last season, but I also think, you know, when you have that bum ankle, it's kind of hard in the offseason to kind of get into shape and to get up to speed, you know? That definitely plays into it. And one of the things that Dion's done a lot better this season, though, like you were saying, is finishing at the rim and finishing in all kinds of ways, uh, you know, spinning the ball off the glass, you know. Kind of stuff, yeah, like you said, that you see from, from Kyrie Irving. Obviously not to the same level because Kyrie Irving is not a human being. And apparently where he's from, they don't believe that the earth is round. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's he's becoming he's, – he's finishing. That's the most important thing. He can get there all day. It's about it's about just putting it in the basket. I mean, his numbers his numbers around the rim are, like, way better than last year, right? Yeah. And the smallest – I understand it's a small sample, but – Still, it's promising. But toward the end of yeah. last year, he really improved, and it looks like he's just continuing on from where he left off. Because he start, Dion started really, really bad at the rim, and then kind of toward the tail end of the season, that really picked up. Uh, and it seems that he's taking and Justice too, man. Justice is like mid, mid to high sixties. I know that he was at seventy. I mean, small sample, but you know, high, high percentage at the rim, which is like, man, I, I almost rather. I mean. I wouldn't rather. I'd rather Justice be a shooter. But, man, the fact that he – because he can get to the rim and he's so talented with the ball, the fact that he's finishing is so, so huge for him. So big. That's that's where the next step kind of lies, I think. I, I don't think it's the shooting. I think it's that because that's, that's kind of how you open up the rest of your game when the defense is afraid of you driving to the rim. And he's so, he's so naturally good at it. It seems like with everything else on offense, he's kind of – like hesitant and not confident, but once once he gets the ball in the high key, and he drives to the basket, yo, he's he's a natural. And like, I'm not a guy that's a super high on justice. Like, I know there are some people that are ride or die justice. Justice better. I I like him. I think he's a good player, and I think there's a lot of promise. I'm not sure if he's ever. I'd say probably best bet he doesn't reach his his ceiling that he's capable of, 
But I really do think he can be a contributor on a good team. I think guys like kill him because he's not scoring 17, 20 a night, you know? But he contributes. In so he's also not ways. playing on these teams. He's not playing on the Phoenix Suns where, he, where where Devin Booker has been given the green light from the start. They just sent Eric Bledsoe home like they didn't nah, invest but money in, in and But <laughs> to counter your point, like, Last season when they started, I mean, they really gave him the ball a lot. He had an, he had like some outrageous usage percentage, if you guys don't remember, to start the season. And he was like dreadful. And I, we were having conversations that they're giving him too much responsibility, that he wasn't ready for that. So what you're saying is a little, 18 games, though. Yeah, but you're being, a little, you're being a little revisionist on how last season was when they let him do the Devin Booker thing of, okay, Justice, ball's in your hand all the time. Yeah, Which but Justice why... also you you could tell that Justice was something wasn't right last year, and it's yeah. clear he was hurt, but and I... his shot looks different. I mean, he 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 changed, he changed his shot. He's still and not a it's... good shooter. He's a little better, um, but it's still not there. So, I yeah, but I I can't expect it to to change that drastically. I mean, again, a little improvement right now, I'll take it. The free throw four of thirteen. So I look at the I look at the free throw shooting, right? So he's a career. 66% free throw shooter. I think any any scout, any college coach, anybody at the youth level or, or college level and below will tell you, best indicator of shooting is free throws. And he's not good at that. Like, I think Hassan's been better than him. I think I think Hassan, like, made all his free throws until last night. If Hassan I, clearly has some type of touch. Hassan? Oh no, well, that justice doesn't have. Um... It comes off his hands pretty smoothly. Hassan doesn't seem to be worried about the jumpers, and he'll hit an open mid-range jumper. He'll hit the open three, apparently. Hassan is, <laughs> Hassan is 68%, so he's almost 70%. He's 15 for 22. That's a, that's a career high so far. Man, he's, he's improved that a lot. Have you seen Andre Drummond? Is he better now? Is he fixed? Yo, so much better. It's, it's kind of crazy. Andre, they fixed Andre Drummond? Poor Dwight, dude. Dwight never fixed. Shaq never got fixed, and now guys now are getting fixed. Dwight I mean, hit his free throws last night, too. That's a really small sample. <laughs> what were you going to say, Chris? I mean, it's just I feel like it's still so early with Justice. Like we, I know we've we've had him for a while already, but we have to remember that he's only 21 years old. Like we, I was, uh, you know, a very different person when I was 21 than than when I am now. I mean, I, I just decided to take a peek at Draymond Green's uh, stats by career. In his first two seasons, he shot 33% and 40% from the field, and not good from three point range. Even though he would take some shots, you know, it sometimes it takes guys a little while to kind of you know get down to that NBA range and and, and really lock it in where they're not thinking about it so much. And the other thing with Justice is that we know he's a smart guy. Yeah. A smart guy knows that he's hurting his team if he can't hit shots. So like that'll that'll mess with your confidence. To your and point, I, Justice was flinging up two threes a game last season. Dog, he was letting it fly. I mean, and that's he, know, what, that's and he knows the earth is round. Early in his career, <laughs> so earth round like basketball. Yeah, he's clearly the smarter Dookie. <laughs> Yo, Kyrie is quickly ascending to one of my favorite players in the league. Why? Personality-wise. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Where did this come from? I didn't even know he was this guy. Yo, he's totally, like, he's totally on that wave of I'm controlling my destiny. And he's, I don't know, he seems like he's had this, like, perspective shift. And it's so funny because it's like he's letting everything out anytime he's asked a question. And I was like, yo, this guy is such a, he's such a stoner, first of all. The way he talks, I know it. I, I, I see it. Alex is like, I see some me and you, man. <laughs> Just wait till he goes on a cold streak. Yo, it's so funny though. I think Sam Esfandiari, the guy that the Warriors World dude, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was him that said that. Um, that <laughs> it's hard to dis- it's it's difficult to distinguish between a real Kyrie quote and a fake Kyrie quote. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Oh what, my god! Did you see what he and I were talking about today? We were talking about like, for some some weird reason, LeBron trusts Dwayne to run offense with him on the floor, and by doing so, LeBron has like a seventy true shooting percentage. It's like insane. Like Dwayne has somehow, even at this stage of his career, made LeBron better. Partly because LeBron's like a god at this point. But I was I was like kind of stunned as to how him going to the bench has kind of fixed a lot of his problems he's not playing a lot of minutes and he's not like 
his usage isn't through the roof, but like he's really like helped LeBron. I'm I mean, nobody cares. Only I found that interesting. Apparently, <laughs> yes. Nobody's it, gonna make not... fun of me for not letting go. No, it's not like you're gonna forget how to play with somebody, especially somebody that you played literally. What was it like? Almost 400 games together. Well, Dwayne didn't play that many. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne's going to miss like 40 this year. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> That's so cool, your, uh, man. Whatever. I don't know if Dion might not hit that many. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know about Dion. Um, I'm so scared that he's going to have a bad injury. It feels like it's going to come. It's going to happen, dude. With with the luck. Listen, we ha the big three penance. It's so real. We've we've uh, we've suffered enough, I think. I think it's time to do it. It's it's right there. It's right there. We get a we get a bad Dion injury. The basketball and meanwhile we like, have him signed on for three other seasons. Like, oh my god, I could totally see that happening. It's so scary. Basketball gods are like we're only getting started, Miami. Stuck with Kelly Olenek for four years. Um No, that guy's great. I don't like him. He's great. Uh, Kelly Olenek. He's been really good. Hold on guys, I have a stat. You guys ready? I'm ready. Give it to me. Kelly Olynyk right now is 10th yes. in the NBA in yes. field goal percentage. Maple yes. bleep! I can eat to my mouth. Yes. Wait, is 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 dick a word you can't say? I think we can say dick. I just like the way maple yeah. bleep sounds. Maple bleep sounds yeah, like, like a, a dick. Here, I an said old dick. School you detective. say dick, Alex. Yeah. Maple dick. <laughs> He's my <laughs> favorite Canadian. Write that down, Brian. You know, I was so self-absorbed with the show at one point that I thought a Write That Down Brian t-shirt would sell. Wow. <laughs> I had two ideas. I had I a I had a welcome, welcome, welcome shirt idea oh and a Brian God. Write That Down idea. Yeah, it was so – and as I, I was John doing – John Oliver better. I was doing – no, listen. John Oliver <laughs> stole that from me. I was doing this first. Dude, Second, not even late night show hosts are that corny. No, it was bad, dude. I felt so self-involved as I'm in mid-design on Photoshop. I just said, no, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm doing it, and I was really excited, and I envisioned the Write That Down Brian t-shirt, black bold letters on a white tee. No, man, I was like, I can't. This is ridiculous. So to honor the great elf, you should Photoshop a girlfriend. <laughs> Brass, will you do it? Will you tiger? her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have people complaining at us on the on the uh, on the on the Heapy account, which you can follow by the way at MIA Heapy. And while we're plugging stuff, Nikias Duncan at Nikias NBA, he does a great piece every Monday. And I'm gonna push this on the show until I know that everyone who listens is reading this because honestly, it's called the Launching Pad, and it's incredible. Nikias does a great job. He breaks down kind of what's going on in the week of the Heat. Looks at numbers, looks at lineups, looks at film, and he puts it together in a really digestible package. It's it's not a long read. It's a really light read. It's super informative. Um, I I want like people to go to heatbeatmiami.com and to read the launching pad. It's going to launch every Monday at some point in the day, probably afternoon-ish. So check that out because Nikaias, honestly, he kills it, and he's one of the best guys covering the heat. Probably the best guy covering the heat. I don't know who would be better. Him and Coop. In terms of writing him and Coop, but Hoops, Coop's unfortunately a shill to the man. Whoa. Yes. I don't think that makes his writing any. No, 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 good. no. He's great. He's like honestly, you're right. Both of them are probably the two best right now. I love how you go from calling him a shill to saying he's great in like five seconds. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that. No, I do think he's great, and he's he's been on. Uh, he went on the FIU student radio show a while ago. He was super nice. Uh, he's really cool, and um, I know that he wants to come on the show, but it's a little it's a little complicated how the heat work and everything for media stuff. But Nikias and uh, Coop, awesome, the best. Now, people on the social media account were complaining that we had not talked enough Gordon. Okay, I need I need help. Uh, apparently, I'm saying Gordon's last name wrong. How, how are you saying it? Gordon Drogic. Oh, yeah. Nope, yeah. very wrong. Okay, uh, what, how what, do you still get that wrong? What am I doing wrong? Let's coach me through this. You're making it tragic. You're making it like like you that say, word. Say his name. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Drogic. Yeah. Drogic. It's not it's that like, hard. It's like I, a bra, not like a like a Drogic. Drag. Guess, yeah. Not, not drag. Drogic. Drogic. Yep. That's there you it? go. Okay. We have not talked enough Drogic. I mean, I have to slow down. It's like a speed bump. There goes our Drogic talk. There goes our Drogic talk. Next topic. Okay. We, yeah. uh, we're gonna, so, um, 
People have, people have wanted more. We should gore talk a lot about Dragic until the last quarter, last quarter of the uh, the pod, and then we just stop talking altogether. <laughs> the speed bump, man. Um, Chris, I know you put up some some gore in numbers today. Dragic. Well, I I put up one that got some numbers today. Um, basically, I just you know Goran, he's so consistent. You know he. What he's always seems to be good for is what he's got right now. 20 points per game, four assists per game, shooting 48% from the field and 38% from three-point range. You know, So he's basically good from anywhere, and he's good to put up that volume on a regular basis. The only person who meets those exact numbers that I just read off is Kevin Durant. Obviously, he's doing a little bit more than Goran Dragic is, but it just kind of speaks to the... <laughs> Dude, I thought that was a sound effect. Yeah, that was that not a sound effect. I like looked at your face. I'm like, that can't be coming out of there. But uh, it really just speaks to Goran being one of the, I think, rare offensive players in the NBA. I think there's an argument to be had that this season he's fallen off a bit defensively, but. Um, you can never question what he's able to create on offense. I kind of just, I mean, I, I don't know what the metrics say, but. I mean, I'm this season. I've I've missed more games than I would have liked. I've probably missed like three or four games. But from what I've seen, man, he's super active. Last night in the post, he was getting at it. He's playing physical. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I've noticed that he has any significant drop off at all. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing that kind of, like, really jumps out. The one thing that's a little glaring is the team has been playing much, much worse defensively when he's on the court compared to when he's not, more so than any other player, which could be noise because it is still early in the season and they are trying a lot of different lineups, which will make defensive communication a little lax altogether. But it's it's like a 30-point swing defensively from when he's on and off, which is so dramatic that I feel like there has to be something to it. I'm not a numbers guy. Um, clearly. Like, yes, clearly. I mean, I would never admit <laughs> to that. But, I mean, is Dragic, is, is he actually worse in the fourth quarter, or am I just imagining that? Gotta be. Um, I mean, right? I mean, it just it feels like... He's always like, been like he's a guy consistently defer. good for about three quarters, and then the last one it just just disappears. Yeah, I don't have numbers really to to back that up, but just from the eye test, considering I have watched every game this season, that is something that is noticeable. And it's not just the fourth quarter; it's the second half. Yeah. In general, he'll sometimes get off to a quick start to start the third quarter, but you can tell that. I mean, it, again, he carries so much of the offensive load. Um, he, he's covering a lot of ground every night and he's playing a lot of minutes. You know, he's, he is getting older. Like he's not that he's not, he's still, you could still say he's towards the end of his prime, but he's already 31. Um, you know, he probably doesn't have the stamina that he did back when he was blowing up those teams in, in Phoenix. So it's, it's hard to say it is, but it's noticeable. He, I think a lot of that is a deferring thing. Um, brass like i think he has that he has a bit of that reputation and i don't know i, I think the pace kind of slows down in the second half sometimes and he's a guy that thrives when they're pushing so i think um i think it's a little bit of both yeah i just i see him under the basket and i see him like try to make a fancy pass and then just he just turns it over like all the time Hold on, wait. I gotta, I gotta let people behind in up behind the curtain. Yeah, so I, I, really I hear, multitasking. I, I hear, yeah. So like, I'm trying to like keep a gore, a, a gore conversation going, and I, I'm hearing like this kind of like banging, and I'm thinking, because you know, Alex is a professional screw up. I have That's to blame twice. Alex. That's I, twice, I, twice, baby today. So I, I put in the Skype chat. I was like, hey, Alex, is that is that your mic banging? And Alex is like, nope, he points a finger. Not me, that's Chris. Chris is like, oh, that might be me. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's definitely wow. me because I leave my mic just sitting on the table. And then I guess for whatever, when I type something or tap my laptop, so it like reverberates. And I mean, that's still quieter than Alex. <laughs> I also reverberate when Justice touches the ball. Ooh. Brian would have had that five minutes late. 
Ryan would have our producer would have had a sound effect five minutes. Yeah, rim shot happening right now. <laughs> yeah, and then he has that that smile because like you guys, you know, we're on video camera, but you guys can't see it. And then Brian, he's so pleased with him, like he's genuinely so pleased with himself that he has this ear to ear smile, like he's so excited that he just he did a rim shot. I think it's so funny that all the sounds are like so like outdated and like <laughs> they're so bad. Oh man! But like he's been using the same thing since we started. Like it's like there's nothing new, there's no new wrinkle. Like Brian has this, Brian's like we started the show, I think the day sponsor us the day I yo I want Pollo Tropical to sponsor us, dude. This is my plea to Pollo Tropical to show that Riley really washed for not getting that sponsorship on the jersey. Yeah, exactly. Riley, that's the biggest example of hashtag Riley washed is that Pollo's not sponsoring the Heat. Second of all. There's no Boyo in the arena also. I mean, that's also a travesty. Get on that, Mickey Harrison. Okay? Everybody wants their citrus flame grilled chicken at the stadium. Okay? So, get on that. Number two. It kills me that it kills me that way that the sponsor on the Heat logo and the, the Heat jersey is the company that deals with the timestamp uh at my job and that kills me. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. I thought that They're was all. such a lame Have we talked logo I guess, I guess for like Two months late on this, but it's a lame, it's a lame ass ad. Yeah, I is. like obviously the Charlotte one's cool. I thought the, I think the Boston one's pretty cool too. Charlotte's the best. Charlotte's, I mean, duh, Jumpman dude, Jumpman's logo is yeah. the best. Boston's is pretty good. The 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 little whatever what, what's that company? General Electronics, whatever. General Electric. General Electric. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is my age showing? I don't know what that was. I only see that like I only see I only see Stupidity. that. I only see that on like light bulbs. This whole time, I just love that your entire life you thought it was General Electronics. I don't know, dude. I I just I was like it's General something because I I think that's a G, and I I've only seen that on light bulbs and a Celtics logo. <laughs> that's uh, my my interactions with with yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very glad that Pollo Tropical was not the sponsor because Whoa. I would be eating a lot more Pollo Tropical if I saw it on the jerseys every night. Hey, listen, go. Pollo executives, you know, we're Miami. We're, we're, where's, where's 305 as a guest except for Brass and Alf because he lives in Palm Beach and Leif who doesn't live here either. But that's not the point. Point is that most of us here, Harrison's white, so he doesn't count. Most of us here are super 305 and we're all about Pollo. And you got to. Are you saying us. you you can't be three hundred five if you're white? He's in Fort Lauderdale though. Oh, yeah. okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Because like Leif, Leif's like Leif is Miami, but he does not live here, and Leif's white. But Harry, Harry's like a staunch Fort Lauderdale defender, and he like scoffs at Miami. That's that's the exact difference between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Harrison, Harrison and Leif. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> that is that's an apples to apples comparison. Just stand them next to each other. Leif is about culture. And Harry's a dweeb out here in Fort Lauderdale, thinking it's better. It's not. Playing poker. Playing poker. Harrison, yo, Harrison has a low-key gambling addiction. <laughs> Harrison Harrison tells us Harrison's never on the show anymore because he's only playing poker. Yeah, I, okay, think, we need, I think we need to, we need to get a pod together and then just we make it. We need, like, an intervention show for Harry because, like, all he does nowadays is, is play poker. And he doesn't he's watch not gonna, games. He's not going to listen to his podcast because he's not on it. He's so not on what it, we yeah. should do is – the next one. Have an right, we can we, we can roast him. <laughs> he only listens if he's on. He listens on the way to his poker matches. Doesn't watch heat games anymore, but he complains about it. Like Har- Harrison's Twitter like, account is guys, just complaining. Justice is clearly not good. <laughs> no, 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 no. All season it's been Jace, it's been Josh Richardson. He is a hundred percent convinced that Josh Richardson is garbage. But he's been on that for like a year. Yeah. I told you guys he's not good. He's guys, like me and TJ. Just... <sighs> he's so like adamant about it too. Guys, it's it's clear. How do we not know this? <laughs> And I think my favorite was when I was posting that Josh Richardson is one of the best defenders in the NBA. And he's like, let me ask you something. Do you actually watch the games? Or you just <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't watch, he does not I, watch half like, of the no games. And, 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 and like, I, it was coming from, you know, it was those few games where Richardson was really struggling in the fourth quarter, you know, getting beat, you know, towards the end of games. And he's just like, 
you know he's trash, right? Like, are you even watching this? With the it's like, bro, you're ignoring the first 45 minutes of the game. <laughs> but he, like, oh he God. believes it. Like, he believes it. And, hey, that, that's important, though. It's important to have, like, a lane. You know what I mean? He's got a little Stugatz in him. He's Dion Waiters of sports takes. Has so much confidence in a way that he shouldn't have confidence in. But that's what makes him. Yeah, he hates everyone from the Big Three era now. All he does every day, he <laughs> trashes one somebody from the Big Three era, except for Battier, every single day. Today it was think- Ray Allen. He sideswiped him. <laughs> Made an awful vegan joke and just said, no, I'm done with them all. Oh I'm, just like, I'm like, what do you mean you're done with that? Reality, one I, of the biggest shots in finals history. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just jealous of someone else eats vegetables. I think my favorite thing about Harrison, and I think it's one of his best qualities, is that even when he's proven wrong, he is unrelenting. Like, he'll transition guns. to something That's else, gotta do. but he'll find something else to be upset about. But he it is not going to set him back at he'll, all. He'll, he'll blame on. it on something else. L- listen, LeBron won the championship because he went from LeBron's ever going to win. He's a loser. LeBron wins. He's a steroid user. He's an HGH user. He just moves his goalposts, man. It's brilliant. Not wrong. Yo, so now that Dwayne's in Cleveland, is LeBron going to take his two-week HGH vacation in Miami? That's yeah, a real together. question. Huh? Yeah, t- yeah, I was going to say, take <laughs> it with him. <laughs> Absolutely. Dwayne's going to come back mid-season. James Jones or Mike Miller? Dwayne's going to go on vacation. Together. Two weeks later, he's going to be dunking every game. I'm not going to lie. I would love to watch a Cavaliers game with both LeBron and Dwayne sitting out. Because then it's like, who's in charge of either line? Oh, my like, God. Yes. <laughs> Jose Calderon time. Lose by 50. Oh, Derek Rose time. Derek Rose time. Team uh, that team. I, am I, the, I, I read a stat today that someone said that they are the worst. Granted, it's only been like 10 games. They're the worst defensive team of all time. Did anyone else see that? I hope so. I've wait, never wait, wait. wanted a stat I, to be more true. I need this. I don't know. I don't know if it was right. Oh I gotta find God. it. For you. I don't want they it. Think, to... They think that's gonna beat the Warriors because they're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll totally cruise during the regular season. Okay, okay, all these horrible, sample size. Horrible, sample size. horrible defensive hold habits. On, hold on, guys, hold on. Okay, so right now they're giving up 112 points per hundred possessions, which is by far the worst in the league. Last year, the worst was 110. The year before that. Guys, I think we I think this might be real. Only 109. <laughs> okay, and and look, as we keep going back in time, that's less points being scored for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Pace goes down. It's incredible. I'm, uh, guys, I'm still going. They're they're still way above. Oh my god. Like 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 two to three points above some of the worst teams of all time. Yes. This is great. Oh this, man, this is so Team good. Petty Rain. This is great. So good. This oh, at least they can't. They cannot. They cannot turn oh, that around. Oh yeah, defensive stopper. Defensive stopper. Isaiah okay, Thomas. guys, the worst defensive rating in the NBA the first year LeBron was in Miami was 110. And it's still two and a half points below what the Cavs are doing right now. <laughs> this is great. This is oh, great. my gosh. Uh, so Wait, I needed this. How weird has this season been? I have no idea who's good except for Golden State. Is I don't know if Oklahoma City's good. I don't know. Is Orlando it's, good? It's, it's pretty wild. Are the Knicks good? I don't think the Knicks oh, are God. good. Oh, God. Please, please don't. I, I don't think the Knicks are good, but are the Knicks good? I know Porzingis is good. Raz, is the city buzzing? I can't take these people. No, no, no. I mean, Alex, <laughs> Alex, I know you watch Deez Samaro. I know you see when they go through Nick highlights. Yeah. They're about this. Like New Yorkers? Oh, my God. It's so bad because Porzingis is really fucking good. No, Dude, he's really good. Oh I God. want he's this, awesome. I, I want the Knicks to be relevant again so we can smash their hearts in. I'm Not fine I with like that. it when I, I totally do. I, I appreciate when the Knicks are good because it, I like the rivalry. That's That was like the meat and potatoes of me becoming a Heat fan. But I hate the game-to-game when they win. That sucks. I hate it because I have to live it every day, and New Yorkers get so cocky. Do you know that Miami's in the playoffs right now and Cleveland isn't? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, Washington's at 500. I, I mean, Philadelphia, New York, I thought Washington would be better than them. 
Is Orlando I'm, I'm for not, real? I'm not going to lie. I'm really surprised by Washington. That was the one team that I really thought was going to take a leap this season. I thought, Mostly gonna, because I thought they were going to be the second best team in the East. No, no, no. We should know this by now. But I mean, Otto consistent underachievers. So good, He's so good. Who was Wall out for a couple games? Not they do this enough. every time. They go one playoff run, and then the next year they they completely underachieve. Who? It's who, only been a few games, but who was the one who said on some national platform that if you were to put Washington's roster in Miami with Spo and everything, that they would that they'd be a two seed or a one seed? It was on the Levitar show. They were talking about. Yeah, I heard that. Like, yeah. man, why? I completely agree. Why are they so? That's. You have John Wall and Bradley Beal. That's arguably the second best backcourt in the sport. They're so good. They're really good. Bradley Beal's Bradley Beal is really good. Like we laugh when they give him a max because he has a wrist injury every year, but like, which he's due by the way. That's gonna I mean, be the guy. Any day that's now. gonna be the guy that the Heat land. That's my that's my prediction. I would Who? love him, dude. Bradley, Bradley Beal yeah. right now on this him. team. That'd be awesome. Giannis. No, oh, but Giannis doesn't want to play for a big city. Tell him to take Dion. That's some yeah, bullshit. That. Yeah, that's, that's some uh, shit. Yeah. Just, that's some cold takes exposed stuff. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Can't wait, dude. Dude, they, dude he's, he's so young, so they probably haven't let him leave the team hotel in Miami. Just wait till so, some little Colombian girl finds his way to him. But please. Taller than everyone here. Take. He might feel he might feel too tall here. Everyone's small. <laughs> Like Christian, like Christian's the tall guy. Christian's like the tallest guy in town. I, I am a giant here. I am literally a beast among men. I like I, I sometimes I need to like lower my you know ridiculous like self worth by telling myself that Goran Dragic is taller than me and he would is? probably murder me in a street fight. Goran Dragic is taller than me. That He's, shocks me. NBA players are huge. I know, but like you're big dude, man, and like Goran doesn't like look that big. Dude, trust me. I, I mean, I went to school. You guys remember Spencer or not? Uh, Ed Pinckney. He was the commentator for the Heat for a while. He played for the Heat back in like the nineties. I'm gonna say yes. He went. His son went to school with me, and so he would show up at like school functions. Dude, Ed Pinckney's seven feet. Like, and I, I'm like, I, I was, I was a tall kid. Like even in high school, I'd be like looking up at him, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm just looking at the standings. I see Stan has Detroit at number two, and like, we're still we're t we're like what twelve games in? Nothing makes sense. I mean, I think it kind of does though. There's no clear front runner in the East, and that's why you have third place. Milwaukee's and four and six, separated by three games. Milwaukee so is four and six, while that, that, that New York me. is six and five. I have a very hot take. I want to hear this hot take. The Bucks trading for Eric Bledsoe is what's going to propel Giannis to leave in the long term. Ooh, I love that take. Wow. I think that was a That's bad a move. Nice take. I thought that was a bad move. And I have reasoning behind it, unlike okay, other no. people. I have Bring it. No, no, no. Bring What's your reasoning. reasoning? <laughs> so I think that between the knees of Eric Bledsoe, who's had, I think, two or three meniscus surgeries, the knees of uh, Jabari Parker with a torn ACL, um, whether or not Thon Maker will be good, it, which is yet to be seen, because I think he's been bad this season, according to what I've heard. And Chris Middleton, I don't know if I mentioned that. Between all of those guys, I don't think they're going to be more than a 50-win team throughout this run because of how inconsistent they are injury-wise. I don't think that team is good enough um, to make it to the finals if LeBron remains in the East and if uh, Gordon Hayward comes back healthy. And I think that's what's going to make them leave in, in a few Aaron years. Gordon I don't think they're going to be that good. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, here. Forgot. world beater Eric Gordon. I mean Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, and uh, Peyton. He should have signed over Dion. Yeah, Vooch too. Shout, shout out Chef Charlie. Ready um, washed. The the shooting because like Bledsoe's like a we went over that when we wanted him. Uh, he's a non-shooter and Giannis isn't a shooter either. So if you take the ball out of one of their hands, right? I mean it's gonna be it's gonna make them good now because they needed a secondary playmaker and Middleton's a pretty good playmaker, but. Bledsoe is good at that. Good I, at creating offense, driving to the basket, and passing I out. I don't think limiting Middleton's role in favor of Bledsoe is a good thing. Because I don't think Bledsoe is a better player than Middleton, but I think Bledsoe is going to get a lot of the touches that Middleton got just on the virtue mm -hmm. of that he's a point guard. And because he can't shoot, 
they need to jam him in where they can. So you're not you're taking away from your second best player and now you're putting your third best player with the touches that your second best player once got and your second best player is still there but he's not being used as much as your third best player. My takes are also soaked in wanting these guys that I'm trashing. Uh, Bradley Beal and Giannis. Listen, Bradley Beal, Giannis, Hassan. I, I, we're, we're running Ooh. out of show. We haven't gotten into Hassan much. I guess we'll, 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 we'll touch. I mean, big big developments happen. That Warrior game might have been the worst game that he's played in a Heat uniform. Mm. No? I mean, it was short-lived, so it's, it's hard to say because he's had some full games that were pretty awful. That was bad, dude. There was a I mean, point it, that he kept pump faking, and like every like everyone's open because there's like four guys on him, and he kept pump faking, and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> he's not gonna pass it out, and he's just like, fuck it, hook, boom, nope, and I'm like, oh Hassan, it's like it was one of those. Yo, he's such a type of guy where he lets Zaza Pachulia get in his head. I mean, I, I'm completely making that up, but. I, I totally can see that. I don't think that was a, how is he I not dominating think, that guy. I don't think that was a mental thing. I legitimately think that his Achilles heel, and I don't think he'll ever fix this, is he does not get positioned well, and he wants to post up, and because he cannot get position, he's a he's an awful post player. Because if he catches the ball deep, he doesn't need to dribble that much. He just needs to do. It's like Shaq always says, you need a move and a counter move. That's all he needs, and he has that. He can do that. But he catches yeah. a ball so outside that he needs one, two, three, four dribbles. That's enough time for help to come. He's not a good passer, and that kills everything. When he's... Dion at the five. <laughs> <laughs> Dion at the five. Wow. That that's come really that's that's really mean to it's Dion's so mean. ability to pass. <laughs> Jeez. Dion's a passer, dude. You're right. He responded, though. Hassan responded well. I mean, which, by the way, I want to say something. He had a bad game. I think that the way that they baby him is unfair. Like, that got way more public than it needed. Like, what? In what? Dude, in what universe? <laughs> no, huh? no, but you know what? And I, and I was paying attention to it during the Suns game. On plays where Hassan actually showed good effort, I saw multiple times Goran and James Johnson specifically going over and encouraging him. Like you could tell it was visually like they were encouraging. They were telling him good job. I think he, I think, I mean, first of all, I think a lot of those guys in that locker room genuinely care about each other. So I think oh, that has a lot to do with it. But I think on some of they do understand that he really does need a lot of positive reinforcement to stay focused. Do you think, because like, that that was so odd to me because on what planet is just a guy a guy listen guys have bad games in that league all the time chris bosh had a what is it he had like a one for 15 game one day here against chicago like chicago game guys have like horrid nights it's the nba you play 82 games like that's gonna happen sometimes justice we know has had some of those games jay richards like a lot of guys have had like really awful games dion I just did, I mean, yeah, it was a bad game. It was one of the worst that he's played. What other player in the league gets pulled aside by all three of his captains? Well, nobody has he's to be 28. captains. Yeah, he's 28, dude. It's and he's like, a 90. He, is he the highest paid player on the team? Yes, he's, he's a not a captain, player. and he's 28. That's but pretty funny. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm taking the age and the, and the salary out of that. I'm just saying, like, when in that league do you see that happen? Like, guys, like, like the captains are like, hey, dude, like, you sucked. Like, get it together. Like, this and that. Like, a pep, like, a public scolding slash pep talk. Like, it just seemed odd. Like, I, I didn't understand. I think a lot. I don't know. I just think the conversation around him is, like, toxic. It was weird. I mean, look. I I mean, I, I think it's. Am I wrong? You're right. No, you're, you're right before when you said that it's weird that it got publicized. Because usually these kind of things do happen in locker rooms, but it's kept under wraps. But, I mean, this, if, if you don't hold people accountable, that's how that's people a, start to slip. Like, accountability is super, it, it doesn't matter, man. It's about the team. You don't it's think like, he's embarrassed? Of course. I mean, look, when, <laughs> growing up playing team sports, like, any time that I was called out in a film session for fucking up, like, of course you feel terrible. Brian, make sure to get that. Um, <laughs> but, 
you know, it's important because if you don't get called out for what you did wrong, you're never going to learn, you know? And that's something that we have to understand with Hassan, too. He was playing at the YMCA four years ago. Like, and and he really, even though, even though he's older, you know, he never really got the chance to learn like Justice is doing, for example, who's in his third year now learning what it takes to be an NBA player. But Justice you know? doesn't get that talk that Hassan gets. Like, if Justice they're has diff- the same game. They're different. I mean, is, if, if Dion but, has okay, if so Dion younger than him. if Dion has the same game, <laughs> I guess I guess I don't even think that happened to Michael Beasley, and they're like the same guy. If we're like talking in the the maturity sense, you know I feel I mean? like I feel like the only disciplining that Beasley got off the court was um, whatever he said candidly in his um, sessions with Mario Chalmers. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that rookie symposium, dog? Oh yeah, uh, never forget. That's when I knew there were gonna be heat lifers. Never forget. Do you think Spo <laughs> has access to the parental controls on Hassan's decision? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can I tell you something? I think that the Heat think that the PlayStation's the best thing to happen, Hassan. Because they know he's not out in the club doing God knows what. Oh, no. He's just playing 2K. Like, Riley's online. Like, he has his PS3 oh. on all the time. He doesn't even know how to Swipe spell Hennessy. Huh? Yeah, man. Uh... Wow. <laughs> is, Hassan a, is, is Hassan a partier? Like, is that – I don't know. I don't know what the word what the word in the street is on that. Yeah, birthday parties. <laughs> With hats. Oh, my Lord. With hats and applesauce. I mean, if he's partying with his koi fish, he may be. He's the best man. Like I like Leif hates him. Like Leif hates his guns because like he's. I was off- gonna say that. That's how you know he had a bad game if Leif is talking about trading him. Yeah, but Leif got blocked, so he low key wants him gone just because he he, he nah, hates dude, the fact that he's Leif, blocked. Leif, Leif, Leif has the weirdest relationship with Hassan because like Leif hates him, but then he's like, oh no, yo, he's playing well. You know, he's he's really changed culture. Yeah, culture. culture. But he's kind of the culture guy though, right? I mean, he's 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 one of them. He's a testament to to uh, how good Spo is. Leif? Well, yeah, I mean, right? I mean, because uh, his turnaround is kind of ridiculous. Leif? He can be just a bonehead. No, not Leif, but <laughs> um, I have a take about Spo. I don't, oh, boy. Oh, God. Okay, so. Your first one was good, so let's hear it. I'm scared. Right, I'm scared so of Spo. I'm going to go for the heat check right now. I think Riley is. No way! Did that really just happen? He froze. That is so funny. <laughs> that is oh, hilarious. Let me let me let me finish. Uh, I don't want the take. It's over. <laughs> Flo here with a really weird word: buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter. It's it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird. Flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.